Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm here with Sarah, our Kids in YA specialist, and we're sitting across from Matt Stanton. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So you're in today to um, sign some copies of Funny Kids Slapstick. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Max's latest adventure? So Funny Kids Slapstick is book number five in the Funny Kids series. You can read them in any order. They, like, they're linked, but then they don't rely on the previous book. So, um, uh, and this, this book is my, like, tribute to the sport, kids sports movies of the 1990s. So, like, there was this, there was this sort of period of time where you had the Mighty Ducks trilogy, you had Cool Runnings, you had, like, Little Giants, uh, Sandlot. Like, you had a whole bunch of these kind of sports kids movies that were always, uh, hilarious. They always, it were a group of sort of misfit kids who were hopeless at whatever sport they had to compete in. And uh, and I loved those movies. We used to watch them during sport if it was raining at school. And I loved them. And they don't seem to make them anymore. They don't make kind of new kids That's really funny true. sports movies. That's actually true, yeah. And so, so Funny Kid Slapstick is about Max uh, and his friends getting kind of drafted into a junior ice hockey team. And the reason I chose ice hockey... Uh, is because I think ice hockey is the funniest of all sports. <laughs> uh, it's the only sport where the first thing you have to do is just learn how to not fall over. Uh, and uh, and so that provides lots of sort of slapstick humour opportunities. So, I've never uh, looked that's at been it fun. that way. No, ice hockey is like the worst <coughs> sport for me because it's just combined with ice skating, which I'm terrible at. And so, also long, hard hockey sticks yeah. to hit things with i just feel like it's a recipe for disaster for me it is so which step is one is like remain upright yeah <laughs> i love the, uh, the mighty ducks i was getting mighty ducks vibes from yeah um, from the cover yeah yeah definitely a, a tribute to those they were huge movies for me as a kid and now that you've pointed out that they're not getting made anymore i feel like it's really sad. I, yeah. I don't i don't understand why i mean it's not like it's not like kids don't Surely. play sport anymore. It's not like I don't. I don't get it. There should be such an appetite. I, for I feel like sports moved into like you know the prime time kind of TV, like Friday Night Lights, that kind of thing. It's serious <laughs> yes. now. It's not yes. comedy. Yes, exactly. We need to bring comedy back because sports hilarious. Well, yeah. we have funny kid. Very. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, now you've spoken to us a bit about your sort of pr- creative process before mm. but i never tire of hearing um oh. how these things happen um what's the when you're working on a new story idea mm. i think you told me once before you just go for a walk sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah often um i find walking and moving in general really helpful yeah. for um for for generating ideas uh so i'll often um i'll often just write into my phone i find um, that amazing and it only works for me. There are a couple of authors that do it all the time, um, but for me, it it only really works at that kind of problem solving level, at the sort of plotting, working out what the whole kind of story arc is going to be. Once I'm actually writing dialogue and and scenes, then I, yeah, the writing into my phone doesn't work. But uh, <laughs> but I do find the kind of fresh air aspect, like getting away from the desk, getting outside, really really helpful. And not um, problematic to. Uh, have to watch where you're going when you're running into your phone? Yeah, well, I, I tend to walk, say, along a beach or something okay. like that, as opposed to, you know, down a city street across the crossings. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a funny kid novel right there. Mm. <laughs> 
Um, and what's the when you're at the um, when you've got through the plotting problems and it's time to mm. you know uh, do the writing and everything? Yeah. What's your work environment like? Is it do you work in silence or? Uh, no, I usually work with music, and I usually work with the same song for an entire book. So I play the same song on loop for a whole book. What was the song for this one? Are you allowed to? Uh, actually, this one, sorry, was an album rather than a, uh-huh. a song, and it was the um, it was the Big Hero Six soundtrack. <gasps> oh, great choice! <laughs> so, um, so I I lock in on a particular song or a particular um, soundtrack um, that kind of feels like the right mood, mm-hmm. and then by because we've got three young kids at home, life is crazy, and I'm also always working on multiple projects at the same time. So I find it really helpful to be able to zone right in on a particular project by creating the same environment as last time I was working on it. So by having one song per book or one album per book, mm. it instantly helps me kind of jump straight back into the, the flow of that. That makes a lot of sense because of how... Um evocative music is and how it can take you back to a certain time or place almost instantly. Yeah. I've, I've used a lot of like really, really terribly cheesy American country music <laughs> for, for funny kid in the past. And like one particular song that'll just loop over and over again. And you end up kind you cease hearing the, hearing the song anymore. And it yeah. just kind of creates it's an a, environment. Yeah. Like the audio equivalent of lighting a scented candle. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got Pony Kid Slapstick coming out yeah. very, very shortly. Mm. You've also got um, some fun things coming out, several fun things coming out. Yeah, Are you allowed to talk about all year. of this? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what, can, sh- shall we start with the little reading hour short? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so basically there's three Funny Kid books coming out this year. So I always do one in the right about now in the middle of the year and one at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year um, I'm an ambassador for Australian Reading Hour and uh, and the authors that are, are taking part in, in, in that role uh, are all writing um, a book, a kid's book, specifically for that campaign. And so I've written an extra funny kid book this year. It's, it's a bit shorter. It's about half the length of a normal funny kid book. Um, and that's called Funny Kid Next Level. And, uh, and that will be part of the Australian Reading Hour campaign, which means it's about, I think it's two ninety nine, or it's like, mm. it's, yeah, it's, spell. yeah, it's, um, it's quite cheap. The, the idea with the Australian Reading Hour campaign is to, to really champion reading across mm. the country. Uh, it's an industry meets government kind of initiative, uh, to, to really encourage the value of reading both for kids and for adults. Um, and so, so it's wonderful to be part of that. I've been, in, I've been involved with it in, in kind of different ways in previous years, but, but this year as an ambassador and to create a, a book specifically for it, uh, that, uh, that you'll be able to get, uh, really cheap and, uh, and it's, uh, just an opportunity to, to give kids a book that, uh, when you may not have otherwise. It's such an important... I, I love mm. the idea of Australian Reading Hour. Because mm. anytime I talk to someone that's just like, I don't have time to read, and that just means I don't want to make time to read and yeah. this whole campaign is just about 
you know, it's really easy to just chisel out an hour. And know? it doesn't even have, I mean, obviously Australian reading hour is an hour. <laughs> but like, mm. just generally in your life, I think people have this misconception that making time to read means setting aside like an hour or more a day. And it doesn't need to be that at all. Yeah. It can be 10 minutes. Well, this has been a big challenge for me because I, I worked in book publishing for 13 years before yeah. going out and doing this full time. And so I would read a lot as part of my work, as you mm. guys would. And um, and I found actually it kind of killed reading for me for a while. <laughs> yeah, we talk about it, that. It, bit, yeah. it killed reading just for fun because you're always reading with a purpose. And for mm-hmm. me, I, I was a book cover designer and art director, so I was always reading, thinking about what needed to go on the cover. Um, and I'd kind of lost a bit of the rhythm of, of just reading for fun, which is why I got into all of this in the first place. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and so the last two years for me have been, I've, I've been focusing really hard on trying to get reading back into my life. And so this year, this year I'm on track to do a book a week. That's what I'm trying to do at the moment is to read a book a week. Um, and for me that I do that to try and integrate that into the busyness of life is, um, I've always got three books going at the same time. So I've got a, I've got a print book. I've got an ebook on my phone and I've got an audio book. And you're writing a book. I'm writing multiple books <laughs> so like, at the same time. Oh, so you write them at multiple times as well? It's yeah. not one after the other? Uh, well, at different I, stages? they're all at different stages. Yeah, right. So, um, so for instance, right now I'm writing the Funny Kid book that's 12 months away. Right. I'm finishing illustrating the Funny Kid book for Christmas. Yeah. I'm doing finishing off the cover for the Australian Reading Hour Funny Kid, which is in September, I think. Yes. And then there's picture books and other other th- new things for next year all happening yeah. at the same time. So it's nuts, but fun. <laughs> there, uh, there's so much going on for you. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm in here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. I know. Come back. Oh, it's nice to visit. Um, the best thing about Australian Reading Hour is that, and that whole idea of um, like having all these children's ambassadors coming out with like specific like, you know, you've got a specific funny kid book. Is it, it, it tells kids that reading is important and something to make time for mm. from such a young age. It's, it's awesome. Well, and it's the kind of thing where if it's instilled in, at a young age, it's with you for life. Exactly. Um, like that, I think about the time my parents spent with me reading and I'm just so grateful because yeah. I just don't. I also often joke about having been raised by television. So really, like, there was was like a multimedia thing going on at our house. But, like, I just think it's such a valuable gift. Yeah. Um, Anything we can do to promote it. Exactly. That's why I love writing and creating kids' books is because I feel like there's the – you've really got the possibility of of changing somebody's life, Mm. Um, even through something as kind of trivial and silly and and kind of – I mean, most of my books, are they're not trying to change the world. They're just they are just funny. They're entertaining. They're trying to just really engage kids because I'm trying to switch them on to reading. Mm. And and at this age, you actually really have the power to, to potentially to do that. And, and we know that that can change somebody's life. It really can change the world. I think we all have a tendency, not, not certainly not just with children's fiction, but across the board, mm. to some part of our brain writes off things that are entertaining or funny as just sure. being silly. Sure. But they're so important. Mm. Like, we wouldn't, 
have you have to be able to laugh and have fun yeah to enjoy all the other yes. i'm gonna get so philosophical right now so i should <laughs> cut myself off we're talking, we're talking about funny dyslexic <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i just think writing off things that are that are entertaining and funny is dangerous yeah right? i mean we all laughing and humor is something that that brings people together always has is a huge like everybody loves to laugh mm. and so um so it's actually a really important part of community and connection and and with these books i'm just using that to also to help kids particularly kids who might not say that they like to read um to forget that they're reading yeah they're laughing they're that that's what's sort of foremost in their mind yeah and that books can be all kinds of things like yeah. books can be like this they're of course all... and they'll go on yeah. to read other stuff like they'll yeah. go on to read things that that challenge how they think about certain subjects or um kind of really push them to be more empathetic to to people in various situations that mm. are different to their own um and i might even write books like that one day but for now this is this is what i'm doing which is about just really giving them a good time well yes and like the likelihood of them going on to read those books is strengthened by having books that they fall in love with of course um, like this one do you ever i've always i think i've asked you this before i'm sorry for no, not reading okay. myself but do you i always want to know when we're speaking to authors who um create such funny books because these are hysterical books Thanks. do you make yourself laugh like are you ever like they're going oh i'm so funny like, <laughs> uh Yes, which is <laughs> very embarrassing to admit, um, and it's not—it's—it's it's not a "I'm so funny" moment. It's a "Oh, I think that was good. Yeah. I think that was—that'll work." I don't see how you couldn't. Like, yeah. I imagine you sitting there. I can't imagine how you wouldn't be laughing just to come up with this stuff. Yeah, well, that's kind of. I mean, and, and if it's never making you laugh, then there's probably something wrong with it. So, yeah. like I said, it's probably not doing its job. So, yes, that's. I'm searching. I mean, I, I, the story I like telling kids when I visit them in schools is I sort of got into this whole space as an 11-year-old, which is the same age as Max in the Funny Kid books, because I wrote a funny story at school. <laughs> and, um, and my teacher got me up in front of the school assembly to read the funny story, and I was terrified because I was really shy, I was really short, so, uh, I didn't want to do it. And, uh, and kids started to laugh and some of them were my friends and some of them weren't my friends and, um, but it didn't seem to matter. The fact that something had come out of my imagination had made someone else laugh was just this incredibly kind of addictive feeling <laughs> and sort of powerful feeling. And, and that's what I try to encourage kids with is like that imagination that you've got inside your head, you can use that to bring yeah. joy, to bring happiness to other people. And, and it's a pretty good feeling. Stop. Do you still have that story? Oh, so I've got a good story about that story. So, <laughs> um, so last year I went back to my school and did a school visit at my old school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had this teacher, uh, Mrs. O'Sullivan, who I first had for extension creative writing in grade two. Whoa. Right? She, <laughs> I, I went to a K-12 school, so I was there the whole time. <laughs> And I've had her for HSC English, for Year 12 English. So I had her kind of for the full spectrum virtually of my schooling. That's amazing. And uh, she turned up at my event in the library and she had a few pieces of paper in her hand and she'd kept it for like oh 22 years or something. That's funny. She'd kept the original story. Did you die? Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, and it's, 
I was like shocked, and then at the same time, it's like, no, of, of course she did. Like, <clears throat> that's the kind of teacher that she. What she a is. wonderful woman! English teachers are magic. Yeah. Oh. Wow, I'm. I mean, that would obviously an amazing story from your point of view, but from mm. her point of view, how amazing to teach this kid. And yeah, then, yeah, sure. And then see them grow up and um, be creating books like this, and then be back in the library doing <laughs> what she's been doing, which is encouraging kids to oh. read and write. And I'm getting create. chills. Was, I'm just thinking I'd rather die than have my old teacher present me with like my <laughs> year one story yes. that I wrote about a dolphin called Emma. Yes. That I got a prize for. Uh, like, I cringe to think of now. So it's great it? that you feel good about yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, it was a kind of pivotal moment for me, which was kind of, yes. <sighs> yes, who knows what else she kept. <laughs> Slight sidebar, Liv, but does that story exist? The dolphin clown? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it is now. It's probably still in my you back of my wardrobe. You can't throw out like that, mess. expect <laughs> me not to pick them up. <laughs> if I ever find my story, Emma the Dolphin, I will. I would very it. much like to read it. Thank you. Yeah. So would I, actually. <laughs> I was told by a lot of teachers that when I was young, they're like, you're good at creative writing, and then you grow up and like, no. Oh, I'm just no. too neurotic about it. I think, weren't you listening to Malfoy? It's so important to keep those parts of your brain alive. Oh, like, creativity. It's beautiful. I mean, you know, not everyone who's, not all of us are going to be writing amazing books, but keeping that part of your brain alive in whatever way you can, surely that's important. There you go. Go home and finish your dolphin story. Yeah. <laughs> Just I will go home and see. I'll, I'll just be on the phone to Mum tonight. Mum, do you have that story? Yes. You want? I just want to pick it back up again where I left off. And can I bring it back into work to show yes. Now yeah. that I think about it, I think the title was like had three M's. I'm That's so good. keen for this. Bit of alliteration is helpful. Yeah. I love yeah, that I'm taking. This book is going to be on shelves next. I am setting myself up for a loss here, which I never brought it up. I enjoy so much that we're taking this rare opportunity to talk to Matt Stanton. No, it's good. Let's talk about dolphins. Oh, no, I haven't thought about that story for like 20 years. What have we done? Oh, no. Anyway, back to Funny Kids Life. There are no dolphins in Funny Kids Life. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, Maybe you should do yes. one where he goes to the yes. aquarium or yes. goes well, to like a... Tribute to Flippo or something. Or, or like Free Willy. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, that's not a dolphin, but, you know, we're in the same, like, we like, like dolphins Wasn't it? <laughs> Which one? Free Willy. Oh, I feel like there were a lot of them. playing the harmonica. So good. I'm the, oh, my, I foresee a 90s sports slash kids movie <laughs> marathon in my future. Oh, thank you for that, man. No worries. Anyway, as soon as she said Mighty Ducks, I'm like, I know what I'm watching. Yeah. When I get home. The Flying V. <laughs> totally. We're so off track. So <laughs> Another segue back to the book. <clears throat> so, um, have, do we have a title for the next Funny Kid book after? Is it, after yeah, after so, to... so Funny Kid Next Level is the Australian Reading Hour, and then Funny Kid Kicks Butt is the one for Christmas. Oh, that's good. That's cool. So, um, which is all about um, Max's favourite uh, cartoon character is Captain Kick Butt, <laughs> who <laughs> pops great. up every now and then, him reading the comment, comics or watching the TV shows in the books. Anyway, they're making a Captain Kickbutt movie and they're filming part of it in Red Hill, which is where Max and his oh friends live. So cool. Max is trying to get onto the film set to be this a superhero. Awesome. So, yeah, so that one's been really fun. I'm excited about that. I can imagine. I look forward to that one. I just want to know what's, what song the album was behind that one. Hmm. Do you want to soundtrack? That was another movie soundtrack, that one. What was that? Oh, I'm blanking. Yes. I think it was... 
Picture no. yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just written something else for map. next year and I've used Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, um, that would be good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, tell- it's a bit it's a bit far off, but you tantalizingly mentioned picture books for 2020. Mm. Uh, is is that too far off to talk about? Or are you able to? Oh no, I can mention it briefly. Um, but um, there's not too much to say at this point, really. There's a new. I've got a new picture book series coming out at Christmas time, uh, called Pea and Nut, which oh, is all yes, about a panda and a flamingo. So Pea is this completely zenned out panda. She's very calm. She's very chilled. And uh, and Nut is this hyperactive, ridiculously annoying flamingo. <laughs> and they're best of friends, but they, like all best friends, they compete with each other, especially like siblings. They kind of compete with each other. And so, uh, so each P and Nut book will be these two characters kind of going head to head in some sort of competition, of which the first one is a cake-making competition. So, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's been really fun. So it's the first... Uh, it's me doing a, a kind of funny, energetic, brightly coloured picture book uh, that's funny but not gross. Mm. So it's kind of it's a it's a half step away from some of the more grossest stuff that I've done <laughs> in the picture book space before, um, which I've been wanting to do for ages. Something that's super cute, um, but also um, but also funny. So. We we were lucky enough to see a little. Oh, um, good! You've seen some of it. Just a few pages uh, in a good. presentation, and it. I, everyone who was there was giggling. Oh, the good. expression um, on P's face, mm. like, um, and the, the just the like strikingness of the blacks and whites and bright bright and pinks. The, yeah, stuff. yeah. Just like we're very excited about. Oh, that. thank you so much. That means <laughs> heaps. Thanks. Absolutely. It's, um, can't wait it's been that. really fun. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's it's rhyming. It's um, yeah. It's been it's been really fun to do actually. Oh, it's going to be great. And that's coming for, for Christmas or just that? Yeah, uh, first one for Christmas and then we'll do another one, one another one or two next year. So, yeah. And between all of those books yes. that you're creating, mm. plus all of the books that you're reading yes, by various different mediums and, um, and all of the uh, work you do visiting schools. Yeah. How? How? <laughs> and you've forgotten the three kids at home too. And the three yeah. kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a lot. And yeah. dadding. So on top yeah. of all of that. <laughs> um, oh, look, I like to be busy. We're busy, but it's all fun. I mean, I think when you're busy doing something that you really love and that feels really meaningful to you, then it's mm. kind of it's kind of different. So, um, yeah, we love it. Um, so Beck, who's my wife, uh, she and I, we wrote a series of picture books together. Uh, we, this is our company basically. So we're the kind of co-directors of the company. And so we manage the books and, and family life and all of that is just all wow. fully kind of integrated, um, which is this wonderful feeling like wonderful experience of exploring creative family life. It's fun. Like, like I work from home. So, so I'm always around, which is yeah. great for the kids and the kids know, but kids understand my work, which I really like, and I hadn't realised how unique that was. Like, as yeah. in, I make the things that are on their bookshelf. They know exactly what we do. Um, I don't disappear each day to go and do some mysterious thing. That you have to um, explain to them. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. um, so that's kind of fun, and, and um, yeah, we're um, we're loving what we're doing at the moment. Kids are enjoying the books, so we're kind of pedal to the metal. It's it's fun. Do you like test things out? On the kids. On the kids. Like, <laughs> a little like, bit. Is this funny? Do you, do you like A this? little bit. I did with Pea and Nut. 
the, that's the they're not quite old enough really for funny kid yet so um the oldest is six so um but but i did with pea and nut for kind of the first time and and the um the last book that beck and i did in our books to drive kids crazy series which is called the book that never ends yeah um we've had a lot of fun with that one um it's a funny kind of they're not particularly like it's so normal to them that, yeah. that this is what we do and there's books around all the time and uh, and we read a lot together so yeah we read a bit we read our stuff to them a little bit but not too much it's yeah. Kind of, yeah that's amazing dream family <laughs> that's good fun that's sure. sounds like it well it's been so good to have you in today thank you, thank you for thank coming you in thank you so much yeah, it's um, been you can order your copy or oh, pre-order now isn't it um, pre-order your copy of Funny Kid Slapstick um, from booktopia.com.au or from your local bookstore. Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.